to show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. It's me. It's Dante. And you already know, it's Off The Match Podcast. This week's guest is going to be a Brazilian, Brazilian jiu-jitsu grappler, anime cosplayer, and a Las Vegas Raiders fan. See, almost said Oakland. Almost caught me slipping, but nah, <laughs> I pay attention. I watch sports. <laughs> My guest for this episode is going to be E. Katarina. Yes. But I feel like I'm messing it up, so we just need to go cat. So what's up, cat? How you doing? I'm good, Dante. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing great. Doing great. Um, we we've actually been talking for podcast length of time prior to hit and record. So yes. I feel like we've already done the episode. Right. It's all right. It's good times, good times. So one of the big things with having you on is just following your Instagram. First off, you know, seeing all the Raiders posts, even though I'm a Lions fan, we don't got no beef with y'all. But sometimes I do feel like some personal attacks there. It's like, man, no, no Lions fans don't post like this. And maybe we need to step up. You know what? I, I will be honest. Like, I do have, like, I have some Charger fan friends and um, other, like, Steelers. And, and I when I see that, you know, my, my, <laughs> my family, my Raider family, like posting certain things. I think it's funny as hell, but I'm just like, oh, I better not repost that. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to hear it. <laughs> sometimes people got to understand, you know, where they're at, though. They got to know. It's like, okay, yeah, certain posts you just have to understand. It comes with yeah. the territory. Yeah, exactly. And with the Raider, and that's one thing I can say I love about the fan base is that we, we know how to even laugh within ourselves, but we know, too, how um, other fans are and how other teams are. And they they just, you know, they, they're just badass. <laughs> they're badass with it. <laughs> they say I, how it is. <laughs> I will say if there's any fan base that I am genuinely terrified of, it is the Raiders um, just, you know, when you watch the games, you, you see the black hole, you see, you know, just like the chaos is going on. I'm like, man, fuck going to one of those games. <laughs> like, you know, what? I might I disappear. It, well, you know what? It, the thing about the, uh, the what, when I think about that, because I, I get that a lot of people always tell me, and I, I've even had that done because when I'm really all decked out in my Raider gear, you know, my jersey, Derek Carr jersey, Bo, you know, Bo Jackson jersey, whichever one I'm wearing, black itself, the color is an intimidating color. And when you get, um, and then when you get a big fan group like that, all blacked out and real hard, and we're just hardcore. We're just, we're just loyal fans. And we just don't, it's just like, I hate to say that, but it's like a street mentality you know who you're messing with. We, we, we're we not, we're not going to bullshit you. We're going to say it like it is when we're going to do things how it, like it is. We're not going to front you. We're not going to sugarcoat anything. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. There's, oh, well, go kick rocks. But, <laughs> you know, but, but that's the thing about us. We, and I think that's why we're most, we really hate it. Not just with, not just the team itself as well, but the fans, we're going to, we're not going to step down to shit. We're not going to, you know, you think you can sit here and pull and say what you want, but in, in the end, you know, it <laughs> came down to it. <laughs> be, ac be accountable. You know, yes, when you say exactly. something to, you know, to any group really, but, you know, it's like, understand there are consequences. Yeah. I will say when I, I'm out here in Baltimore and when the Ravens have a home game and they wear, you know, the blackout uniforms where they're all black, head to toe. There's something intimidating about seeing them come out as, you know, when, when Ray Lewis used to play. Mm -hmm. And they come out head to toe, all black. And it's usually against the Steelers. And it's just that thought is like, man, we might see a homicide on the field today. <laughs> and, and like, I don't know if I really should watch this game, but I can't look away. And those two fan bases always have 
just the two the two teams always have classic games. Yeah. Uh, both sides, you know, always coming up. And then the Raiders, you know, I went to I went to a Raiders game out here against the Ravens home game. Uh, I'm not going to repeat what that score was. It was a it was a rough score for y'all, but <laughs> um, you know, I, I took a picture of it and sent it to some of my friends that are Raven, Raiders fans. And let me say, let me just tell you, those reply texts weren't nice. So oh, no. I wasn't I wasn't bragging. I'm not a Ravens fan by any means, but it was just like, hey man, you you get your team together. It was it was in the dark. It was during the dark years. You know, you guys weren't on the upswing. I think I think yeah. the Ra- Raiders this year. They look promising. That that whole division looks like everybody's everybody's in contention. So it's gonna be fun. Yeah, we're we're all excited. I mean, they're already starting the preseason pretty well. So we're excited to see how they're going to do this season coming up. And I'm gonna tell you what, no matter what happens, win or lose, it's gonna be a Raider style game <laughs> for sure. Of course. <laughs> like there there might be, you know. You know, you might. It, <laughs> you can look at it like, oh, you know, you know, it's not looking too great for the Raiders, and it's like, yeah, well, you know what to do. Yeah, just <laughs> like make it grimy now. Yeah. So, yeah. for you, um, I guess with this being a jujitsu podcast, loosely a jujitsu podcast. Yes. Um, <laughs> what got you going into jujitsu? Well, so I've always been, I, I have never, honestly, I've never heard of jujitsu until um, my daughters actually, because I, I was big into kung fu. And even before then, my dad, so this is where all it started from, straight from my dad. You and I uh, were about the same age, we're about the same age, same era. And I lived in a home where there was only one TV. So, I, we had to watch what dad was watching. So my dad was watching always the football games every Sunday. And when he wasn't watching the football games, we were watching martial art movies, the old school, you know, Jap- Chinese, you know, Japanese move, samurai ninja movies, but they had the dubbing of the English. <laughs> you know, or it didn't match. <laughs> and Bruce Lee also was a major. My dad is a huge Bruce Lee Raider Laker fan. Those three things I remember growing up, those were the main three teams and things that, and you know, martial arts that was in the house. My dad even bought the book that Bruce Lee um, wrote. And um, my dad used to always, you know, um, phrase Bruce Lee quotes and we would watch over and over, like Enter the Dragon, Chinese, I think it was the Chinese connection with um, one of yeah. the basketball players um, that was uh, in it. Jabbar. Yes. Yes, that was a good one. And um, but my most favorite Bruce Lee is Enter the Dragon because when I rewatched it in one of the fight scenes where all the the monks, I think, were all sitting down watching him fight against him and another guy. Um, he he does a lot of judo and um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu moves along with kung fu. And that's what I love about Bruce Lee. He didn't just stick to one art, but he created a lot of arts into one and so that's where i got it so i went into kung fu i started doing kung fu in high school me and my brother we got really good but i stopped after i got married and then um i met my ex and um but my brother continued my sister did it and but i've always had martial arts has always been in my in my soul like i love it i love being active and when my kid, then when, um, as we moved here to Arizona, um, my kid, my ex wanted to get my kids into self-defense because they're girls. So he wanted them to learn how to fend for themselves. And I'm big into that. So I'm like, sure. So we, um, there's a gym that we, um, in surprise that my daughter started going to two knuckle sports, uh, with, um, I can never remember how to say it, but Han Shiniko or Shihan and, um, Nico and Bill, so I can't remember which title, but it's, I think it's Shihan, Nico, and Hanshi Bill. Either way, <laughs> I feel bad if I miss it, I'm sorry. They started training with them and it's, it's such an amazing gym. And when I would watch my kids, I'm like, I want to do it too. I'm like, that's what I wanted. Cause it's a, it's a mixed martial art gym. So they have, um, they have jujitsu, they have 
um, karate. They have classes. Um, um, uh, trying to remember what else. Um, Jiu-jitsu, karate, um, boxing. I think it's Muay Thai boxing, and another I can't remember. But they, and they also they also train cage fighting there. So it's like it's really it, it's it's amazing just to watch. And and I when I saw how my daughter my she's 15 now, but at the time I think she was like 10 or 11. How she took down a boy twice her size, and the way she did, I was like, man, I'm like my baby did that. I'm like that's what I want to do. And so I was living vicariously through them doing this. And then um, what got me into it was, you know, I've always, my kids didn't want me training at their gym. That was their gym. Mommy can't train there. So I'm like, oh, okay, I got to find my own gym. <laughs> so I never did. You know, I always put that aside. I'm like, oh, I'll do it another time. Then uh, when COVID hit really bad, um, I had to, you know, take care of my mom, my dad, and my nana. And, um, in that time frame, thankfully I didn't get sick, but it, it, while taking care of them and being isolated, I had to tell myself, you know, I need to learn to love, you know, love myself, do something that I've always wanted to get involved in something that I've always been passionate about. I'm, I'm single, you know, my kids are, you know, I have two, almost three full grown kids. And then my smallest one, I should be doing what I enjoy. So I remember just scrolling through Instagram and I came across a, um, a, a page and I saw Brazilian, I saw jujitsu, Brazilian jujitsu and it was Gracie Baja. And I'm like, oh, shoot. I'm like, okay. And I watched the video and I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I would love to do that. So I, without even hesitation, I just, I'm there. I mean, I've never done it. So I figured why not? So I started doing that. I signed up. They gave me a call. I went to class and I'll be honest, I was fucking scared. I was like, oh shit, I'm getting my ass whipped. <laughs> I'm like, this is so different. Cause it's in Kung Fu, you it's the opposite. In Kung Fu, you create distance. You don't allow the person to touch you. Where in grappling, the person has to touch you. So it was real different experience. And different. I was trying so hard not to punch somebody <laughs> and not to try to do a fight, you know, because it's not so much like that. It's a different form of art. And yeah and how to be careful, like not to kick a certain way, you know, not, you're not throwing kicks and stuff. So I love, that's how I got into it. And that's how it started for me. Cool. So, you know, it seems like a, you know, relatively organic approach entering into it. So almost kind of something's always been in the background and this is just the next stage of, of growth in your martial arts journey haven't come off kung fu Most, so that's cool yeah i i'll be honest i train now because i moved to a, a different school because i was training in north phoenix in, at gracie baja and then when i moved to mesa i um i remember i was at work and i was just trying to find a different gym because it's it was like a 45 minute drive you know gas was you know getting expensive i was just like and i was trying to you know manage you know my living situation so i'm like oh my gosh how am i gonna you know, I gotta find something close by. And then I remember I was at work and I was researching gyms and that was near me and I saw Soul Fighters and I was like, oh, okay. And then when I researched and I read the skills, you know, my prof my professor now, Professor Takenyo, like what he, his background and his schooling and you know, what, what he did, I was like, okay, I wanna try this school out. So I got in contact with him and he, he explained to me the classes I went the only class I could attend at that time, um, or that I attended my first class was a Friday class and it was a leg lock class and leg, well, yeah, leg attacks, I guess they call it leg locks. And it was my, I was like at all my, I love this class. I'm like, I love it. I'm staying at this school. I'm not going anywhere. So that's how it started with that with, um, it is continuing my journey with this with um, with soul fighters. I love the people that I train with. Um, they really, it's a very tight knit um, school. Everyone is, you know, helpful. You know, we we push each other very hard. Um, we, you know, um, they're so encouraging. You know, I, I love training with them, and and I notice how the difference in my techniques and the difference of my style and how our professor trains us. And 
um, other and the other professors under him as well. And it's really, I've heard this too from new people that have come in and started training with us as well, is that um, Professor Takenyo's classes are like, are designed to tr to get you ready. Um, it's almost like a military style, you know, and people, and I hear a lot of people tell me, wow, this is a different form of training. Like this is, this is pretty awesome. And I was like, yeah, I said, sometimes people that are not even competing, they look like they, the way they train, like if they've been competing or they're getting ready for competition, they're not, this is just, that's just how we, this is how we train. And, and I just, and what I love about, um, the, the, the class, uh, the classes that the professors, they really work you to work the moves many, many, many times. And then what I love about it, after you've done that, um, then they, we roll, we have about, I think from the last 45 minutes of the class, we, we do five minute rolls and we're just training, training, training. It's like an ongoing, just training. And, and I love the feedback that the professors give too. Like they're, you know, they're um, willing to not just train you, but provide you the feedback, what you should, you know, what they feel you need to improve on. They're very encouraging. So I, I really love the school that I'm at. Good. It sounds like you have a, a solid uh, support group and foundation there. That's always good to hear, you know, when people enter into this, that especially, you know, when, you know, when kids come into it, you definitely want to always make sure, you know, they're entering into a program that you know, they can grow with and really enjoy. But, you know, as we as adults enter, it's a little tougher because, you know, when you're grown up. Yeah. Gr grown ups are out there trying to make friends. Grown ups are just trying to live a <laughs> <their> life. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> you know, exactly. Finding that gym where you feel like you know, you don't have to make that effort. The effort is, you know, already kind of um, being made for you. That's good. Glad to yeah. hear that. Yeah. Um, so in your journey thus far with training jujitsu, mm -hmm. has there been any thought about potentially competing? I actually Let's did compete in my first competition. It was in June. So a little bit about me. So I... <laughs> I suffer bad arthritis. Like I have bad arthritis in both knees. It started around 2020. I found out it runs in my family. So my mom, I have like on top of my mom, my mom has like five other sisters. So I think out of the five, um, three of them, including my mom, have bad arthritis along with my, my nana. So doing jujitsu was very difficult there have been times it's been very difficult and and plus getting older you know doesn't help either <laughs> but i did my first competition i did place third and but i was um it was it was funny i was so scared i was so scared leading up to because it was my first competition i'm i'm a perfectionist so i told myself i'm not going to compete until i know i'm perfect at it and then it got to a point where i tell myself you're not going to be perfect at anything you're always going to learn. You're always going to make mistakes. And that's what I learned from my professors and those that I rolled with at the school. They told me, you're, you're always going to make a mistake. doesn't matter how perfect you are. And our professor, Tikeno, he he told us that too. He goes, he's lost many fights before he actually started winning and be, you know became where he's at now. But I think it's, it's, I had to tell myself, it's putting myself out there, just doing it. And that's what I did. I just, I said, you know what? I said, fuck it. I'm just going to do it. I don't care. And I signed up. I did it and maybe because I was there most of the day watching and preparing myself by the time it came down to compete, I wasn't even scared. It was like, I'm ready to do this. Like, let's get this shit done. <laughs> I want to see what I got. And the only bad thing is that I wish I would have educated myself more like on prepping because um, I, I'm a former bodybuilder too. So I did bodybuilding. I did comp fitness competitions, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking of the mentality of dieting like that. And I kind of tell myself, no, I could, I, you know, I'm pretty sure it's a different diet because you, you have to have certain carbs. You have to have certain things to build, to have that kind of energy to roll. And I didn't do very well in my diet. So my competition, unfortunately, didn't go as the way I wanted it to, but I did place third. 
um, I was, you know, I, I was really getting up on the points um, in the beginning from, from beginning almost to end in the last 40 seconds of that I tapped. And I think it, like I told my professor, I think it was because, um, which I struggle with that I'm, I, I'm learning now, which I remember I, I was telling you about that uh, from your last podcast I was listening to is that um, the, when I lose control, I, I get all of a sudden I start to get, I panic and I get scared because my body started to get out because I just didn't have no energy to push because I didn't have enough, you know, food in me and I was not hydrated well enough. So bad combination. And when she was on top of me, I just, when I opened my eyes and I looked up and I felt her and I saw the crowd, I just freaked and I tapped and I was like, fuck, I was so mad at myself. So, but overall I was proud of myself. I didn't give up. I still did it. I, um, and I told myself, this is something I need to work on for my next competition. And so that's what I'm doing now. I'm, I'm, um, in my last post, I put, I'm learning to be comfortable, uncomfortable because they're going to be, I tell people all the time in real life situations, this is, this is prepping you for real life situations. You know, in a real life situation, you don't have control over who you fight. You don't have control over the situation. All you can control is yourself and how you can, you know, manage in that situation. So I'm trying to feed myself in that mentality. You know, it's okay. You know, you're going to, you're going to survive. You're as long as you, surviving you're okay nothing's gonna happen to you just keep just keep going at it just just breathe and i think that's another part is learning the breathing it's just yeah you know so my next competition um i i, I did strain my um um my tendon nothing was broken i got checked and they did they did um x-rays and they the doctor uh did verify that i might have just pulled my tendon and overstretched it. So, and I still, it's been almost three weeks now and it's still like very tight and you can feel it and the way my shoulder looks. So I'm just, I'm thinking maybe it's not smart if I compete, I don't know, but I still train and I I, I do, when I let, when I train with others, I let them know like, hey, I'm injured. I don't feel, you know, my shoulder hurts, but um. I know in competition, you're going to go all hard. You're going to like, you're going to start slamming people. You know, there's no, it's like no hold bars on that end, you know? So I'm telling myself, should yeah. I, or should I do it? <laughs> I mean, the good thing though, is, you know, when you're training, you are training smart, you're being vocal about, you know, Hey, you know, I have this injury at the very least to give yourself a little bit of an ability um, or opportunity to heal. Uh, Cause yeah, once you get into the competition, they don't care. As a matter of yeah. fact, they, they want you to have an injury probably. It's like, oh, oh, where your leg hurt? Mm. I'm going for a knee bar today. Oh, I so, wish me? Like, like, oh, that one hurts? Mm, okay. Just mental note. Take right. that out. Um, well, but good, good. I'm glad that, you know, it seems like you got a good hold of this, um, this art and, moving forward so i'm happy to hear that so with your cosplay mm -hmm. how'd that come about <laughs> well um so my cosplay i i've always been big in dressing up and even within my marriage like i've always which i never really got to explore and i kind of like put that on the back burner and but it's always been there like something i've always wanted to do and you know, I'm like, why wait till Halloween? You know, I, I love to do it. If I could do it every day, I would, <laughs> you know, it's just, to I've always loved a, like in a fantasy of just pretending and in, um, being a, a different person in that moment and just have, and so that's how that came about. And so after my divorce, I, I said, you know what, I'm going to explore that. I'm going to dive into it and I don't care. I'm going to do it. I don't care what anybody thinks. I don't care what, what people agree or disagree. I'm going to do it. So I started buying costumes um, and on Amazon. So, you know, I was, you know, living on a budget. They can get expensive. And I found it that they're a lot more cheaper than it is um, if you were to go to uh, one of those shops, you know, 
a sex shop yeah. or costume shop um because they sell it maybe like 20 or 15 dollars more than they do than on amazon and it's the same costume so i started doing that i started buying my costumes on amazon and i just started slowly like taking pictures and it the funny thing about it is that a lot of people think that the pictures i take are done some are they think they're done with by somebody else and it's not it's all it's just on me like my ideas um and i did a lot of research so i'm not i'll be honest i'm not big into anime like my 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 daughters love anime so i would watch what they would watch and i and i grew interest to it and i really liked it and i always saw my sister dress up for the comic-con shows and they even have anime expos like in la so my sister would okay. always and i'm like who are you dressing up as and she would show me the character and i'm like oh my god i love it so i was always envious of my sister and i'm like i want to do that too so i you know and i i'm a big star wars fan like um i love i love star wars i love um dc comics like i love harley quinn the 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 joker batman wonder woman hey <laughs> superman i i love it i love it i just i grew up with another thing my dad my dad is a big he's a huge influencer and all that i i have to say maybe that's why i'm, I'm a tomboy but <laughs> but yeah i grew up with that you know like a gi joe like so i've always wanted to like dress up like my favorite character like wonder woman i still that's enough so wonder woman and harley quinn and catwoman are one of the three i still want to dress up as so, like i want to dive into more and get real, you know, sexy with it. So I, I do, those are my, Harley Quinn is, she is my alter ego. Like people always say, oh, you're so nice. I'm like, but yeah, bitch does live in me. <laughs> Ready to come out. It's, it's funny because as you mentioned those three specifically, I look over at my shelf and I was like, I have my Wonder Woman statue, my Harley Quinn statue, ah! my Catwoman Play Arts Kai figure all sitting wow. in that water. Actually this basement is full of just action figures some people are like oh dolls it's like no they're action figures dolls yeah. you know like have Those are clothes <laughs> yeah i have a harley quinn shelf right here in front of me um with four figures or four harley quinn figures and then um picture then i got some dc things going on actually um moments ago i just ordered a wonder woman figure wow um, awesome. i was like oh shit, i never pressed send on that so let me press <laughs> submit payment so like, all right you know oh, yeah. we're like we're like we're, we're on the same same wavelength there yeah but. exactly like what, the thing i like about harley quinn is that because my daughter she really explained a little bit of the history of harley quinn to me and and the more I started to learn about her, I was like, wow, I sound a lot like her. Like I can relate to her, because she's, you know, she, you you see her, she's very professional. She started off as, you know, very, um, like a, I hate to say that word, but like medial, just just like everyday professional woman, you know, living yeah. her life. But deep down, she has something inside her that wants to come out that maybe she's afraid of it to come out and she she's afraid to be judged about it and that people are going to look at her weird and that's just like the same thing with me like I, I was that way where i had to suppress a lot of how i felt a lot of what i wanted to do and get involved in and express myself because of judgment and then after my divorce i i, I, I and i had a really deep discussion with my friends i'm like you know what i don't give a fuck I don't care what anyone thinks. I don't care what anyone says. This is my life. I want to live my life to the fullest and I'm going to do what I want to do. And if I want to dress up and be raunchy or sexy or playful or feisty with it, I'm going to do it. I don't care. And I'm going to have fun with it. And I am going to be a badass with it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and I love that about Harley Quinn. She's, she's just you know she's wild she's daring she's just she's out there and she takes no shit and she's gonna you know fuck you up too <laughs> at the same time <laughs> but i think 
that's uh you know something you mentioned there though with harley Quinn is like there's someone else inside trying to get out i I think a lot of us can semi-relate to that uh just you know we go on and we we live our day-to-day lives but sometimes you hear on the news somebody didn't snap somebody and push somebody too far and they they got yeah. to that point where they're like, gotta, gotta let it out. Um, yeah. So, Very but true. It, it's, it's also um, just as you're growing and finding yourself and exploring, you know, who you are, it's good that, you know, you've come to these, um, you know, these discoveries. I mean, again, you know, with jujitsu, with cosplay, you know, those are two things that, you know, most people will see like, oh, you know, like how long you've been doing this, you know, since, since you're like, you know, um, you know, teenager, like what's going on? It's like, oh no, you know, th- these are newer things that, you know, I get to discover now as an adult, I get to, you know, find these passions and, and run with them. So yeah, yeah. that's good. Absolutely. But that's, you know, it's funny. Cause I, I was thinking about that. I was like, when when you had asked for me to 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 be a guest on your podcast i was like but i don't i i'm like i'm not like some of the the people that you know follow you and i'm like oh my gosh i'm like i because i i just barely started into brazilian jiu-jitsu and um i but the one thing i can say is i i love martial arts and yes this this art is very new to me it's very new um I have, I've always seen MMA. I will be honest, I had a hard time watching because I do have like a little scary thing when it comes to seeing blood. And I'm like, I try not to freak out. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if I can watch that. <laughs> but you know what? I think after doing um, jujitsu and just getting used to the fact of watching bodies getting slammed and even yourself getting slammed, it's kind of <laughs> like you grow. It's it, it's not I would say numb to it, but you grow accustomed to it. You're like, oh, you know, yeah. I like somebody getting slammed, <laughs> getting hit. <laughs> Doesn't look good, but you know, but yeah, it's um something I learned, and I love. I'll be honest, I I I see now. I think I learned to appreciate the art, even though yes, it is a very, it can be a very deadly sport, but with jujitsu and watching MMA help me, the two help me appreciate each other because it's, you, you learn techniques, you learn to see, you know, where a person did good and where a person could have done better, I guess. And you, you learn how to incorporate, you know, the skill and kind of blend everything together. And it's just, and, um, and also educate, you know, educating yourself. So it's, I, I, I really appreciate the sport and I, and jujitsu, even though I'm fairly new to it, um, I, I, I love it. I, I really love it. I first, even though I'm older into the game with this, I, and it's funny because I hear people tell me, well, you're old, you know, you're getting older, your body is, you know, going to give out. I'm like, sure that, I think that would happen to anyone. Your body does slowly deteriorate, but if you learn to learn uh, to listen to your body, learn how to take care of your body. Everything is in with good reason, you know, doesn't you have to completely stop, you know, you could still do certain things if you're capable of, but doesn't mean you have to stop because of your age. I mean, if you look at some of these um, in China or in Japan, these, um, these older martial artists, you know, that if you see videos of them that I have seen of them doing martial arts, and these are men and older in generation, like they're amazing at what they can do at their age. And I'm like, wow. So we limit ourselves mentally, you know? And I, I, and I tell, and I tell myself that, that you, you, we, if I were to limit myself based on how I feel in age, then I will never accomplish what I want to. I always say, especially these days, you know, over the last few years, being 40, myself being mid 40s at this point, is different today versus 
20, 30 years ago, where I remember growing up being a kid, seeing all the adults in my neighborhood as we were kids playing touch football in the street. And, you know, they're, they're you know, don't bump to my car, kid. And, you know, just, <laughs> yeah. it's almost like, you know, they hated kids. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. and, you know, they're grumpy all the time. And it's like nowadays, you know, I see people, you know, you know, mid thirties to, to mid forties out there pursuing passions and living their lives. I mean, I found jujitsu when I was what, 37. That's yeah, that seems right. About 37 or so. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I remember thinking when I turned 40, it was like, man, this would have been something that, you know, we would have done years ago, finding this martial art at such a late age. It, it, you know, the idea was always like you do martial arts as a kid and you grow into it. And then even still, you didn't really think about it like, oh, you grow into it. It's just like I had a good friend. He was a black belt in a, in Taekwondo. Yeah. And, and that's how I discovered the UFC and jujitsu was through him. Like he, his parents rented the, the VHSs for him when we were kids and we watched the first two UFCs on VHS and then I think later on, the third and the fourth one, or maybe the third one, then I think we watched the fourth or the fifth one live. They ordered it, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, as kids, you know, you're discovering this versus now it's like you can be in your 30s and 40s and find these things and pursue them. And our communities, they're welcoming, you know. Yeah. You, you walk into a jujitsu gym. And, you know, it's not like the old Cobra Kai days where, <laughs> you know, you go in and everybody's like, you know, aggressive and don't want you there and they're territorial. No, yeah. you walk in these gyms now, and you know, it's like they welcome you in almost immediately. You become part of the family. And that's real helpful, especially, you know, when we're older, you know, Gosh. like I said, when you're older, you're not out there trying to make friends. You're just trying to live your life. <laughs> right. Like, I'm just trying to get here and go. That's all I'm trying to do. <laughs> get to the gym and go home. <laughs> I got shit to do. I ain't trying to sit here and, and converse with you after class. But but they make it, a lot of these gyms, they make it so inviting, though. You know, after yeah. you're done training, you sit around, you ask questions, you might, you know, drill a little bit. So, yeah. yeah. I have to say that I I love my teammates. It, it, that's just how it is. And that's where it, that's. Um, and even I, I've also visited a sister gym uh, to Soul Fighters in Peoria as well. That's under Professor Tim, um, who, who um, that's his gym that he has um, in Peoria. But um, when I went to visit, they they were the same way. And it's funny because usually um when you go to a new gym, you don't really, not to, not to people come and introduce themselves or talk to you, but maybe to like after or during, you know, um, but it was interesting. I was kind of off to the side and I, you know, I talked to Tim and then I'm here, you know, to visit and where, I, you know, where I was coming in that I, tra- that I was, I also train at the, the headquarters, Soul Fighters in, in uh, Tempe. And he's like, sure. So he invited me and he, you know, very welcoming and, I'm sitting there waiting for the class to end to do no gi. And I just thought it was really awesome. Like everyone just came in and introduced themselves and, um, you know, they knew I was new there and just, you know, welcomed me. And it, it just felt like, you know, I, like if I've, like I've, I, they didn't even make me feel like I was new. Like I've, I've been there like all the time. So that was such a welcoming feeling. So it's, Good. I can say, and that's one thing about the community, especially here in Arizona, the, the Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu community is very small and very tight, you know, knit as well. Um, and uh, even when I went and visited the lab, they were the same way. They were very, you know, welcoming, very, um, very um, inviting. So, and and even when you're training and you tell them, you know, you're you're new to this, they're um, they were very respectful of that. So, and the and the. Per- yeah, and the coach there also that teaches the, the coaches and the professor teaches the class are awesome. Good, good. With you, like grappling now, and then also you have your cosplay now. That's that's mm-hmm. kind of two worlds colliding because you know you see yeah. a lot of people come in with the cool <laughs> rash guards and spats and hell some geese now. You know, you have yeah. any 
cool like gear yet you know for the mats that kind of represent your your comic book personas or looking, <laughs> looking towards doing any you know what i did try well not so much the anime but the raiders like i i did have an idea like maybe i should put like a raider uh like a raider um patch like somewhere or get like a raider rash guard i did research it and how funny they have rash cards for other teams but no for raiders but then i thought but if i do that i might get a lot of people that were going to try to really hurt me <laughs> who knows like but... run into some broncos fans out there like right? mm, really but you know yeah. what i i'm i'm a force to be reckoned with so <laughs> i mean and that's the thing it's like like i said i see i see anyone wearing raider stuff it's like you know what We'll go ahead and fall back real quick. I mean, I'm a Lions fan. So I can't. I, I can't say nothing as a Lions fan. But I, as a matter of fact, if I saw anybody with a Lions rash guard on, I just was like, what the, what the fuck you doing? Right. Go change that mm -hmm. shit. Go go back into the dressing. Don't tell nobody we we out here like that. Yeah, not until we can win eight games right. at least. Um, yeah. No, that's right. I got I got the power of edit. I'm gonna clear it out right <laughs> Thank you. Well, that's you know, with with the community for both cosplay and jujitsu, I always find it really, really cool when I see somebody cross those who I have a, a green lantern rash guard. I wear it from time I think I wore it this week to training. Uh -huh. But I always try to wear it from time to time. My one coach, he hates Green Lantern. Really? It's like it's like, do you have a reason to dislike Green Lantern? Like, yeah. no, you don't. You 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 just wanted to be angry. Relax, dude. Meanwhile, you know, if I come into Spider-Man or Deadpool, everybody's like, Yeah, yeah, like, Green yeah. Lantern. That was a terrible movie. Green Lantern sucked <laughs> as a movie. It's like, have you read a Green Lantern comic book? Like right. <laughs> pretty fucking cool. Like it's not just a Green Lantern, there's blue, there's there's fucking white, there's black, red, orange, like right. Like, there's a whole spectrum. <laughs> and see, you know what? I yeah, I, I'm giving me some ideas. Like I didn't think about that, but like I would do a Harley Quinn. And I I remember I saw a um because she's 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 dope. And when you, when you see if you if I were to see a woman and she was a grab you know BJJ, and she had a Harley Quinn. I'm like, oh, that bitch is crazy. Like <laughs> she's about to beat me up. <laughs> but. I feel like I've reposted someone in a Harley Quinn uh, outfit, I think. Let me let me take a look here. Let's but yeah. See. There I, she is. So there's one. Do I have her in her training gear? Uh, oh, no. Don't lose it. Oh, I double backed. All right. Hold on. I get you right here. Is this... I know that's representing Harley, but it doesn't look like it. So we're gonna go elsewhere. Okay. I know she's in Harley. She's in Harley Quinn gear for sure. Nice. I oh, like so that. it's it's kind of like sported out, like uh, from that. Suicide oh, Squad. Yes. Yeah. Their daddy's little monster. Shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I have that shirt. <laughs> so my daughter wants to be Harley Quinn for Halloween. My wife was like, absolutely not. And I think it's Aww. because she's she's thinking that's what, you know, she'll go with that route. Oh. Um, <laughs> I like that. But, but yeah, I, love it, it, I think Harley Quinn is is a, a easy one to kind of get away with. I, I see people in Spider-Man and Deadpool um, a lot. So, you know, it, it's fun to, to blend the worlds. And, so. and it is because it's, it isn't, I, it's, it's, it's just, it's a very unique style. Cause we, you know, we all have a certain, we all have our lives, you know, outside of jujitsu, but, but why, why can't, why not blend both passions, you know? A little bit of with your the Raiders, a little bit of you know Harley or Joker, or because um, Harley, yeah. If I could do the Joker, I would do a Joker too with the ha ha ha. And I'm sure it's out there. It, it's <laughs> it's got to be out there. I, I I'm sure it is. I and see. And I will admit, like like Suicide Squad was the movie. Oh my gosh, I love. It was for once. 
that I really love how the bad guys came together to do something good. And and I'm thinking, yes, you know, bad guys, but I've always, I guess I've always loved a, something about a bad guy because <laughs> they're not always bad, I guess, but it's complicated. Yeah. It's kind of hard to explain, but it's, it's one of, it's a very luring, like very enticing kind of like, Ooh, what, I wonder what makes him bad. You know, like just one, I don't know, just exciting kind of thing. And like Harley, it, because I'm so much, I love Harley and I love what she, how she is and the way she goes about herself. I just, I, I just would love to blend that with, with just jujitsu and just feel like, you know, you just in that moment when you're have that in competition, I, I could imagine if I were to wear that in no gi and in a no in a competition, oh my gosh, <laughs> how that other person would probably feel. <laughs> but I did saw, I also saw mouth guard and I told my professor, I'm like, what if I, I told him that I thought about buying it and it had the, the caption or the wording on it said, bitch, please. <laughs> I mean, like stuff like that. Though it's you know, you'll be remembered. Yeah, you know, it, it stands out. So I say, go for it, do it. Like and see, I, I love to be different. I, I that's the thing about me is, um, I'm not. I, I feel like nothing should have to be black and white. It's. I don't think life is not black and white. We're yeah. all we're all complicated in a sense of we all have things that people are not going to understand. People are not going to really relate or some are will. And and in this sense, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I love to make things fun. I love to enjoy. I love to just, you know, if I want to, you know, why does it have to be just strictly this? Can I, can we also do this? Like I always like to venture out and just try new things. I think that's the, you know, the spice of life though is, just that venturing out and trying new things. And in also though, what makes you, you know, that, you know, incorporate your personality into your hobbies and, and, and the things that you enjoy doing. If you can't, then it's like, what are you really doing? Like, are you hiding or, you know, what's going on? Right. So, exactly. exactly. 100%. Like, I have, well, we just, I went through my closet and cleared out a lot of old t-shirts. I had like 70 some odd comic book t-shirts. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, it's time to like downsize because I don't wear all, you know, I have like a handful of shirts I choose to wear. And then I have my, my jujitsu shirts. Um, you know, I have a couple BJJ wiki shirts. You guys should go check that out. BJJ yeah. wiki.net, you know, get on it. Um, and then uh, my buddy Zach, I, I I love wearing this shirt. It says introverted, but we're willing to discuss jujitsu. Um, I love wearing this shirt, probably everywhere, just any chance I get, you know. But that's my personality, though. It's like I'm definitely introverted, but hey, if y'all want to talk jujitsu, I'm all in. Um, they got you know word on the way to the wedding. Got dressed. I was like, can I wear this under the shirt? So once it's time, <laughs> like you know, loosen up. I can let people know, but yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> like at the end of it all though, you, you want to definitely, you know, have fun with, with, with what you're doing. Otherwise, if you're not having fun, if you're not enjoying it, then why are you even doing it? Exactly. Exactly. That's how it's funny. Cause I was just telling, um, and I was sharing it with you. It's like, we were, I was, you know, telling you that about how my life, is chaotic you know like i can be like if, if i don't plan things for me if i don't plan out what my day is going to be it's chaos but how funny when i hit the gym and i'm watching professor explain the technique granted i'm, I'm still trying to grasp like what he's saying but the moment i start doing it it makes sense to me like it just makes sense and when i start rolling it just makes everything just makes sense it's like i can put I can do things and put it together. And it's funny because I'm starting to learn to see how jujitsu is almost like chess. It's really like chess. It's like you, you can set up how you want a move to go to, to kind of either to see how your opponent is going to react to it. And if they react the way you want, 
and then you can create that move. And if they don't react the way you want, but you see an opportunity, then you think, then you, you go and you take that opportunity or you, or, or play that, like the, the psych move, you know, where you make them think that you're about to do this, but in reality you have in mind intentionally to do this. So I, I, I like that. I, I love what I love about jujitsu. It, it makes you, it makes me think, and I never get bored with it. And I, and it, and I, I think that because it does that for me, that's why it makes sense because I, and, and it's funny, even though at the time I may not fully grasp what professor is saying, but when we start to live roll, when we start to, to go at it, I, I would do, I would do all of a sudden it just, it just comes to me as I'm doing it. And I'm like, Oh shit. I'm like, I did it. <laughs> and I'm like, I want to do it again. <laughs> It's that muscle memory. It's like once you start to get that flow, once you, you know, start to get the comfort and know and confidence, that's a big thing too. Cause I know for myself, there's sometimes I, I'd skip out on doing the move cause I wasn't confident. I, I don't attack yeah. because I'm not confident with attacking. And I just started forcing myself to start like get their back, you know, get yeah. them in your guard and then start attacking. And, you know, it all comes together. Once it starts to piece together, then we're like, oh, shit, I can't. I am a martial artist. So. <laughs> right? And I didn't know I could do this. <laughs> I didn't even know I could do that black backflip and <laughs> yeah. roll back over and jump on their back. <laughs> it's like doing a rolling Kimura. It's like, holy shit, that was on accident. But pretend right? it was on purpose. Like, you want to feel like you really did this. You know, what's funny is that it's um, it's funny because one of my friends that I roll with, because, you know, with me, how I post my, my cosplay, my costumes, you know, my, uh, my Raider posts and stuff. But I told, but he's, I remember we were rolling, he goes, man, he goes, he goes, cat, he goes, you're getting, he goes, you're getting really good. He goes, man, he goes, you've been watching all those, you know, Instagram and TikTok videos, haven't you? And I'm like, yeah, I said, I, I know how to fool you guys, you know, kind of put a distraction out there, but in the background, I'm really learning some kill moves here. <laughs> Doing my practice, getting ready for the mat. <laughs> hey, you know, so. always throw them off. Don't never, oh, never yeah. let them know what your next move is going to be. Exactly. So. You just can't. And, but one thing I can, I was going to say too, that I was remembering about when I, when training is that I have, even as a life skill, you know, not just in training, but I also incorporate that in fighting is when I know I've made a mistake, I can own up to it and tell myself, okay, that, that needs to be corrected the next time around. And when I catch myself um, doing it, I'm like, oh no, no. Then I realize, okay, that, you know, that needs to be corrected. And that's one thing I, I can say about myself. I'm always open to learning. I'm, I'm very open to um, um, critiquing like who, from whomever, you know, if someone wants critiques me because you because they see obviously what you can't see. And yeah. and when I start to see myself and see what they're saying, I'm like, oh shoot. I'm like, yeah, that that I can't do. So I the beauty of being open-minded like that with learning how to be that I think that should, you know, creates a very skilled fighter is when they realize their own mistakes and perfect it so that they don't make that same mistake. And learn how to, you know, okay, this is not a good move. This is, you know, let me do this. I'm going to do this, this way. Then I'm going to try this one. You know, that obviously didn't work then, you know. So I I do try to incorporate that too along when doing jujitsu. Good. Good. Um, when you're headed into class, mm -hmm. getting, re getting ready to train and just preparing, um, you know, what's your mindset going in? You know, are you, you know, do you open up and just say, look, I'm a blank slate and I'm trying to absorb this. Or are you coming in with kind of an ideal of, look, I need to work on this from last class. I want to really focus on, you know, retaining guard, you know, or, you know, or do you have a plan going in or is it just come into class and just, absorb what you get and then you know revise notes later it was like that at first um where i would just go in you know with no plan intended no plan intentions you know no intentions just going in practice and leave 
that was it for me. But then as I further, I told myself, I really want to be well at this sport and especially compete. I need to be a little bit more self-aware. So I started, you know, researching and I started learning more about it. And one thing I've learned during my research is that, um, is, um, set a goal in place. If it's, whether if it's a week or a few or a few, um, however many days you want to set this goal up. Um, so that way you can achieve the overall goal and, and accomplishing it. So, um, that's what I started, that's what I started doing. Like before I started competing, I wanted to start working on takedowns because I am awful at starting from the, from the feet. And I was afraid because of my bad knees. I was always afraid to like engage in a takedown. But then I had to tell myself, you know, you have to, because that's where a lot of the, all fights, majority fights start from is from the, from standing. So you have to learn how to take somebody down. So I started telling myself for the next month, it's good. I mean, that's long, but it was for competition. I'm like, I'm going to work on takedowns. I don't care where, 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 what kind of takedown or with one particular, one particular, I stuck to three, actually three particular takedowns. And I said, I'm going to perfect these three. So that's what I started doing. And then after class, I would ask, you know, um, one of my good friends there and I'm like, can I practice with you just for, you know, just for a few, for, for a while so I can perfect this. So that's what, um, or, or get used to it and learn the move. So I, I would do that. I started doing that. And I still do, even though, um, even though I'm not sure if I, when I want to compete again, but still for the overall to, to better myself and, and be better at this, you know, skilled fighter, being a better skilled fighter, a great skilled fighter is setting goals. So that's what I'm starting to do now. And, and so my goal for this week or the next few weeks is just being practice, practicing, being uncomfortable. You know, like I, I, I have a big fear of claustrophobia, you know, and when I'm, I'm in a tight space, you know, when I don't have control of my body, that freaks me out. And so I'm learning that I have to be okay with that and that there is a way out. You just got to work through it. So that is one of, that's a major goal for me to work on. Awesome. Awesome. Well, it's good you know, going into this, having just that goals and a plan versus just going in and winging it. Yeah. You will learn, but <laughs> it's going to take a longer path. So oh, yeah. happy to hear that. <laughs> Definitely will. Definitely. Like I, trust me, I know, I know from experience myself, just going in there and winging it. And then one day I was like, I guess I should probably have a plan. And we're, we're slowly working back to our plans. And you know, it's interesting you say because I was I was feeling the same way. And then as I started doing that, I started noticing my game, my fighting skills be became better and more precise. And I became a less spazzy white belt, <laughs> like they say. That's the first step. <laughs> and to learn to be patient with the move, like kind of like chess. Chess, you don't see the players in a hurry to set their pieces because I try to hurry up and get you. That's not the key to it. The key is if you want to, if, you know, to be a good fighter, a skilled fighter, you have, you have to know the opponent. You have to be ready for the, to be put in a situation. So I have learned and I have, I've been, I, I will learn to from, and especially from other higher belts that I've trained with, they will tell me, and even with watching, especially the my, the black belts what i liked about them and i noticed about them is that they wait they wait for you and they kind of like huddle up like like they act defenseless and but in my head i'm like you know you're not defenseless you know you can take my take me down but they're just they're, they're giving you they're waiting for the opportunity and i've learned that about them and i had to tell myself to learn to do the same you know, with other people, make them think they have an opportunity. And when the moment, just like a snake, and when the moment comes, then you strike, you know, and then you go hard and then you get them in the, in the move you want to get them once you have them. But, and that's how I see like a, a higher belt. That's kind of what they do. So I started incorporating that along with working on my goal. And it's just, 
I, I have noticed, and I had I had a few of my teammates tell me that they have noticed that my movements have become more, um, uh, not just fluid, but very um, precise. So it was it was nice. It was a nice compliment. <laughs> okay. Last question before we wrap up here. Okay. So, what's something you wish you would have been told coming into this that you've kind of you know, found out along the way just from, you know, practicing being on the mat yourself? Um, well, that's a good question. Um, I guess it's, um, I, I guess what I wish I would have known now, then that I know now is not to be afraid, you know, not to be afraid. Um, oh, why wow, you got me thinking. <laughs> wow that's um yeah I, I would say i would say so much that not to be afraid like to not to be afraid to engage because i was always saying sorry you know like um because i'm afraid to hurt someone and i and i i learned that along the way like it's okay we, we all gonna hurt each other <laughs> no intentionally but that's what we're trained to do we're trained to fight you know we're fighters so um i would say so much that that aspect because that that is something i struggled with you know so i i agree that's i think that's something a lot of us could really utilize in the beginning is not being afraid to engage not being afraid to just not being afraid right it's fucking scary it's a scary it sport is. So. It, is. it can be very intimidating very intimidating <laughs> i've been training for a few years and it's still intimidating yes it, it can be, it can be. And I, I would say so much that it's not to be afraid to engage because I always try to, I always try to tell myself in real life situations, you, if you're put in a, in a, in a bad situation, you, that you have to engage, it's a fight or flight. And, and if you're not thinking clearly, your mistakes are going to happen. But if you can think, and that's one thing I love about jujitsu is in martial arts, I guess overall itself is it teaches you to be calm within yourself and to come in the situation very calmly and to not get all like frustrated and, and, and ready to, you know, scared or whatever the, how you're feeling to control. You have to have a lot of self-control because if you don't think bad things are going to happen, but that I would say is learning a self-control, you know, not to be afraid to, it's, it's going to be okay. You got this, you know? So, but yeah, <laughs> great question. I like that. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Just understanding is you got this. So that's good. Um, well, Kat, thank you for doing this. I, I know it was kind of sprung on you almost kind of last minute i sent you the message the other day i was like well, wait, let's record as soon as possible so <laughs> here we are you know uh, what i i loved it i, I was a little, i'll be honest i was very nervous but it, it's almost like it's like we've known each other for years i loved it <laughs> well i mean like i say I, I try to have a flow to this where it's a conversation and i want everybody to feel comfortable i want everybody to know it's super casual when you come on here they you know, we're, we're not professionals here. We are just regular old people. We cuss. We, you know, we make mistakes. <laughs> we cough. We sneeze in the middle of recording. So, and people don't hear that because right. I edit that stuff out. But, you know, we're people. And people are like, oh, no, I'm sorry. It's like, don't be sorry. I have control of this. I can edit. So we're good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> before we get out of here, are there any mentions or shout outs that you have? And where can we find you on social media? Um, well, uh, I want to big, make a big shout out to my, my school, my teammates, you know, especially going out there in Vegas and representing all the soul fighter teams, you know, and, um, just want to say, I love you guys. You guys are all amazing, amazing group of schools. Um, and I, I'm also, I'm on Instagram. I do have Facebook, but I'm not really on there, but I, I'm mainly no more on Instagram. Um, I'm on um, BJJ cat and the underscore. Um, so that's where you can find me. 
and um, yeah. <laughs> and I, oh, I want to say a big shout out to for all my Raider, all my Raider, all my Raider uh, fan pages that I follow, um, the Raider team, the the fan base, everybody. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs> I'll be sure to put the Instagram handle in the notes, and um, I'm not going to shout the Raiders out in the, in the notes. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're what? Gonna, you can't do that? <laughs> like, nah, they got to <laughs> put their ears on to get, to get that shout out. I'm a Lions fan. I got pride issues. We don't, we don't bump nobody's shit here. So, um, and as usual. Everyone listening, thank you so much. We do appreciate you. If y'all have any questions, concerns, criticisms, anything, reach out to me. You can find me at djj.wiki on Instagram or Off The Man's Podcast on Instagram as well. Um, as always, big shout out to Armbar Attic. It's my good friends, Eric and Allie. They, they relocated. I, I was always saying, hey, up in Denver, Colorado. It turns out they went down to Texas. So. You can still, you know, go check them out. Go check out their Facebook, or I don't think they have Facebook. Maybe they do. Go check out their Instagram. Check out the website, armbaraddict.com. And, um, you know, I think they're on TikTok, too. They do some TikTok, and, you know, they're part of the young crowd. So go check them out. Also, big shout-out to Asgard503, my good friend Mike over there, uh, friend of the podcast, and just a great guy overall. Go give him a uh, check-out. On Instagram, Asgar503, and also check out the website, Asgar503.com. Go grab yourself a nice gee, dash cards, some shorts, some gear. Go check them out. And then last, and maybe a little bit least, my other podcast, So You Like Horror. Go check it out. Instagram is So You Like Horror. All the words are separated by underscores. We talk about scary movies. We talk about just scary situations. And sometimes we just sit around and talk. It may not even be scary. It may just be talking about nonsense. But either way, go check it out and enjoy yourselves. Otherwise, thank you again, everybody. Love you to death. Y'all keep listening. And I will keep making shows. Thanks, everyone. Bye. They probably it. Now let me see his song.